This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the September 30th, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. A recent Hill Emerson poll says Trump would beat Biden in Missouri by 14 points, 51% to 37%. Since I live in Missouri, I found that interesting. Particularly since if those were my choices in 2024, I might sit the election out for the first time in my lifetime. If folks like me would sit it out, I'm struggling to see how Trump could get to 51%. For those who think it was a stunt for Governor DeSantis to send immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, you are correct. As stunts go, it was effective. The networks drastically increased their coverage of the border crisis, and while they criticized DeSantis, they also covered issues with our border policy. That was the DeSantis goal. Inflation in the Eurozone is now at 10%. They are considering a gas price cap. Screwing with the free markets is not a good idea. Russia is blaming the United States for explosions damaging the Nord Stream pipelines. Ginny Thomas, wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, reportedly testified to the January 6th committee that she still thinks the 2020 election was stolen. The left is getting excited over that and claims she is ignoring facts and evidence. Folks, opinions don't have to be correct. Does the media go after people who still say Trump colluded with Russia? I'm laying off the hurricane. Moving on. Democratic candidates have taken to calling Republican candidates extremists. I don't blame them. They can't run on their record. It sucks. So they have to gin something up. The Federalist has an article by Sean Fleetwood that I linked titled, Dem Smearing Extremist GOP Candidates Show What J January 6th Probe Biden's Fiery Speech Were Really About. At the outset, let's agree the Federalist is a conservative group, so there is some bias. Democrat Shapiro is running against Republican Mastriano for governor of Pennsylvania. I don't know much about the race, but have heard Mastriano is quite the conservative. Maybe a bit too far, but hey, that's from listening to a liberal biased medium. The gist of the article is that Shapiro is calling Mastriano an extremist who wants to tear down our country's democratic institutions and that Mastriano is for, quote, taking away citizens' right to vote, end quote. The author quotes Shapiro as saying, quote, Think about the chaos that would bring not just to Pennsylvania, but the rest of the nation. We each have a responsibility to defeat the kind of dangerous extremism that Doug Mastriano brings and defend our democracy, end quote. Per the author, let's see what Mastriano was advocating. Review voting machines and voting logs to ensure, quote, free and fair elections, end quote. Whoa. Conduct an independent audit of the 2020 presidential election. Whoa. Supported legislation calling for, quote, repeal no-excuse mail-in voting, mandate signature verification, establish an elections commission, and expand the number of poll watchers, end quote. Holy crap. I know nothing about Mastriano or Shapiro. Let the best person win. But this extremist crap is bullshit and should be called out by all. For those on the other side, what would you have thought if Trump gave that extremist speech that Biden read? A few days ago, I briefly mentioned a new book that covers the impeachment of Donald Trump, at least the first one. 
Today, Jonathan Turley offers comments on revelations from the book and his own experience as a witness in that impeachment. Turley is no fan of Donald Trump, but he is a fan of the Constitution and felt it was not followed in the impeachment process. You may not know who Jerry Nadler is, but he comes out well in this sordid episode. At least his behind-the-scenes actions come out well. He is a longtime Democratic congressman from New York who is also chair of the Judiciary Committee. He was sidelined by the Truth Challenge Adam Schiff, who was chairman of the Intelligence Committee, and by Speaker of the House Pelosi. The fact that Adam Schiff is on the January 6th committee tells me all I need to know about that committee, and I have no use for it. Anyway, Nadler advocated to do the impeachment the right way, so it would be seen as a fair process. Quoting from Turley's linked piece, quote, When Nadler's team argued for an approach as I did, more like Nixon, Schiff's team reportedly dismissed due process and said, quote, Fuck Donald Trump, end quote, end quote. I'm not a fan of Jerry Nadler. Still, I am a fan of his behind-the-scenes actions. Further, I think this is an example that we don't need perfect people to do good. We need imperfect people to do good because we are all imperfect. Quoting again from Turley, quote, What is most sad about this account is that, for a critical moment, Nadler rose to the occasion. He defended not just the historical authority of his com committee, but the constitutional norm even for a president despised by Democrats, end quote. Turley used the word sad because when the hearings occurred in public, Nadler towed the Pelosi and Schiff line. I could criticize that, but you know, it's tough to stand alone. Few of us can do it, and that includes me. It doesn't just take confidence, it probably takes hubris to think all your, of your friends and colleagues are wrong and you are right. Still, for a moment, Jerry Nadler did the right thing when he stood up to Pelosi and Schiff in private. Good for Nadler. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.